episode 75 of For the Culture Podcast, soccer podcast for us, by us. We're talking about soccer and black culture. Hey, got your favorite host here. You got Ringo, you got Grego, you got the mayor Rashad, you got Coach Tony, you got TK on the ones and twos. Man, gentlemen, what's going on? It's a new week with another week of quarantine, quarantine week five. How's that? What's popping, man? Good to see y'all's haircuts are all good. I mean, after all these weeks, all of us look good with these haircuts. (laughs) I was actually, you know, I felt jealous of people who need haircuts. Like, I was just going to grow my shit back out. (laughs) Part of me was thinking that we should have done a competition about this. Yeah, who get the most hair again? (laughs) Yeah, fight. You don't need that one. Good. God, that would have been ugly. We would have definitely lost listeners after that. <laughs> what is this? Man, how's, how's your week been going? How's quarantine holding up for you guys? Uh, I had time to decorate, you know, my, my space because last week y'all was talking about me, so I added, added you know, the nap the good old A. Just to let y'all know, I was up here. Now I'm about, like, right here. Right, you know? now, right? <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, man. So, like, so you're saying, like, you, you in Game of Thrones terms, Used to be a wildling, but now you're a Winterfell. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit further. Are you at the uh, – you know, I was talking about back, back up here, but now, like I said, I'm, I'm up here. I'm, I'm back inside the perimeter. So I'm like, hey, we're good now. Good, man. How's, how's life in the city now, man? Got a lot of bitches now. Sips <laughs> 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 uh, uh, drink. <laughs> Because, like, you know, there are some people who are violating, you know, the, they're not staying at home. Yeah. Don't stay at home. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, it was all jokes. This is a family show. Right. Uh, uh, Rashad, man, how you been, man? Been living, man. Been feeling good. Yeah, I'm see, excited. I, I see you posted up in the bins right now, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Home, baby. So we posted in the bins. We got the uh, we have the actual. This is our second time doing a video. So if you're listening to us on on audio version, we actually have this uploaded on YouTube. So you get to see us in color. You know what I'm saying? We're real people, you know. So yeah, I'm posted in the bins. Got my United shirt on, you know. Oh, right above my head, you know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all but um, practicing social distancing, man. There's a lot of people up there. Hey, man, I'm in, I'm in, hey, me and 70,000, we about to fuck it up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all, right here. Oh, y'all, right here. Oh, y'all, just nasty, dirty, just ugh, petri dishes walking around there. Ugh. Hey, what's going on, man? New week, we still on Baby Watch? <laughs> We'll come back to TK. All right. So, guys, I want to ask you guys a question, man. Have you guys seen the video of the the high school students that uh, it's a TikTok challenge where, like, basically it's supposed to be God making things? Like, the original ones are, like, God making – how does God make a light-skinned woman? And then, like, what they do is they'll pour, like – They'll say, like, black, like a little cup of water. Then they'll say attitudes, a little more water. Then, like, giant, like, big forehead. And it's like, pour a whole gallon of water in there. So it's, like, cute. Those were cute. But, you know, of course, this wouldn't be the culture podcast if we didn't bring up racism alert. 
So, you know, some uh, some Georgia high school students. Carrollton. 18, Carrollton. Anybody in Georgia understands. So they decided to do one and say, how do you make a black person? But, of course, they didn't say black person. They wanted to say, nigga with the ER. I was the ER, definitely. <laughs> so, you know, so they wanted to say, you know, so they did that. So they, they started off, they were like, all right, you know, dark skin. You know, I was like, all right, all right, cool. Maybe it's not going to be racist. Maybe it's not going to be racist. Whoa, they hit me with the next one. They was like, don't have a dad. <laughs> then they were like, loves chicken and watermelon. Like, who doesn't love chicken and watermelon? <laughs> Everybody. I'm like, if you don't like fried chicken, something wrong with you. I can't remember the last one. Uh, oh. Goes to jail. Goes to jail. That's it. And then they just dump the whole guy on the water. <laughs> makes it worse what makes it worse it wasn't the video it was the apology that made it worse it was like the most haphazard apology and like what was so sad was that her dream school was west georgia that's what made it fucking worse (laughs) and i'll tell you like this to get out there i'm like you go through georgia i'm like "Mm -mm." there's nothing out there once you get out there so it's like why would you want to go there. <laughs> the yeah. Education must be outstanding. I'm like, I don't get it. Don't so, know. Howard, man, how, how, how do you feel about it? Because, you know, you have to you know, do the dissertation about it. Me, I find it funny that, like, you still have, like, people teaching their kids uh, racism. I mean, these kids are born in the 2000s, and they still making, they still making, like, they still making black jokes. Chicken and watermelon jokes at that. Have you been to West Georgia slash Carrollton? No. What, why? Why would I go there? <laughs> All right, have you seen Ozarks? Got you. Yes. You trail the trailer, that town and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's Carrollton basically. Got you. So Got you. It, it's cut off. <laughs> you know, I mean it's it's the town people drive through when they're on their way to Alabama, which also tells you the only reason why you go by it, because it's twenty west. Like they have the whole ad campaign. Go west, UWG and this and that, whatever. Um I mean, I I'm not surprised because again, like I said, they're still cut off. Like they operate in their own social network, and they're obviously light years behind. Uh, again, like you said, the apology—it's not a real apology. She, she's just realizing that her future is effed up now. You know, she's like, "Oh snap! I might not be able to get into college now. I might have to." Now, now, now here's the thing: that's the definition of an N-word. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was funny. It's like she posted like on her like IG uh, story thing like black people have ruined my life. You guys are the problem. So she still she doubled down after she apologized. I was like, oh, she ain't learned. <laughs> she ain't learned. She even got celebrities so, hopping in the DMs. Yeah, so, mad about so that. Any listeners, if you stop by the Burger King in Carrollton, she'll probably get mad for a couple years. So tell her what's up, man. Some lettuce. <laughs> hey, just give the coupon code. I think it's what seven one one eight. You got you. But guys, we actually have soccer news, man. We got soccer news finally. We don't have to stretch the show today. Yeah, man. We actually, we actually got content. <laughs> no, but no, yo, she go, she go, she's never gonna move past the lettuce. She ain't never moving the fries. The big bucks ain't never rolling in for her. She's fucked. She, 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 she gonna be flipping the patties. 
She gonna put them. She gonna be charbroil on the patties. That's it. She no. She gonna be mopping the floors like like a king. Just Chris Akeem on that. But see, this the ones. What's gonna happen? She she gonna have a black guy. She gonna have a black guy. She gonna be twenty years old pregnant by a black guy. And you know what's gonna be messed up because she's gonna have a black boyfriend that's gonna be like, oh, it's okay if you say the N word. Yeah. yeah. Always be them brothers. Yeah, they'll be the ones. <laughs> be the one. shit ever. They'll be the ones. <laughs> man, what y'all wanna what y'all wanna jump into, man? Y'all wanna go, y'all wanna keep talking the pop culture, then go to sports? Actually, yeah, before we go into that, I just had I have to give a shout out to uh Teddy Riley and Babyface. You know, first time didn't quite go so well. But on um, um, Monday, they actually, you know, they got it done. And it's so much so that uh, Rashad was telling me, like, yo, they crashed uh, Instagram. Like, I, I didn't realize it got that that big. They had about yeah, like, half a million people watching the live. And, At one time. Yeah. But I think over there. the duration, there yeah. was over about 4.5 million people. That's crazy. I, it's going to, like, these little versus battles that are on IG is going to change, like, concert series and stuff. Because people are going to want to be able to see, especially like these like highlight acts, like uh, battle with each other, or at least battle their their repertoire and history. So that's going to be fun, like be able to see like um, like T Pain versus like Lil Wayne, like on Ringo. tour. Ringo, can, when I saw the bits and pieces of it, I felt like it was one of my uncles who was putting the show on. Oh, hundred percent. Especially on Saturday, that shit was like, I don't think so. Yo, can can y'all hear? Wait, can y'all hear me? Is is this? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm a, hey, hey man, listen man, we gotta fix the audio man. I don't want them knowing the audio's bad. I think we're back. <laughs> they heard that. <laughs> Check settings. Go to set the settings. They should be up in this corner. Yeah. <laughs> Do I have to invite him or is he inviting me? <laughs> Hey, not we're going to his room? No, hey, no. hey, guys, we're going to his room. Wait, how do I invite? <laughs> but the consensus was, man, like, Babyface watched Teddy Riley, man. Babyface was more prepared for the battle, right? All you had to do was explain his play. said, there you go. <laughs> but here's the thing about it, like, you're talking about R&B battle, like, true R&B battle. And it's, it's not, like... It's not the same. <sighs> Now, you gotta be in the mood for that. They gotta be like a Friday night. You got your you got your quarantine Roni there with you, just like, hey, we can go ahead and get this thing. Oh, did you guys watch it? They played hip hop tracks too. They did, but no, no. I need some 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 rims being talked about, some stripper. I'm falling in love with a stripper or a bartender. I need to be some bowls being thrown. I need oh, man, some- you're so in love, man. <laughs> oh. Right. I ain't mad at that. <laughs> going down, you know, that's what I mean. I'm sorry. Hey man, you're not getting that from Babyface, man. Yeah. I want to see, so the one battle I do want to see, it ain't never going to happen, is I want to see Diddy versus uh, Dre. Like, that's the battle I want to see. Like, iconic producers of our lifetime that have made hey, you hey, you got another civil war east side versus west side listen that's what i want i want the smoke that's what i want because hey because between me and y'all and our listeners and viewers man diddy would smoke dre yo and then you gonna have them choose like you have artists choose which side on dre gonna have to figure out if it's the east side or west side <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
That's what we need, man. Yeah, he both. <laughs> he's second world. Look how he scorched the earth a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's what we need. Yeah, Reset on hip hop. That would be dope, though. That would yeah. be dope. Well, hopefully it happens. They're so big, man. That probably had to be on pay per view. Couldn't be on IG Live. Because um, I think this this weekend is supposed to be like Dallas Austin and is it JD or Lil John? JD. Uh, I thought JD. Jermaine Dupree. No, I thought it was Lil John. He was battling Lil John. John. JD. Maybe he's battling both. Maybe it's a triple threat match. It's supposed to be a battle of like <laughs> who wrote like the songs they wrote, like a songwriter battle. Got you. Got you. Yeah. Ladder match tonight. Uh, what about like a little hey over under how many Bow Wow songs we might hear? Oh, the JD one, yeah, hits because Bow Wow had hits. A lot of people sleep on Bow Wow. Bow Wow had hits. So, over under what number? Three, six, 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 six plus. Six plus. You think he's gonna play six Bow Wow songs? Six Bow Wow tracks. <laughs> Tony <laughs> Sleek. Tony, <laughs> listen. <laughs> Right, hey, we, hey, we can do on, we can do it on the For the Culture Live or IG Live. I can go ahead and do a Bow Wow set, and you'll be like, "Yeah, that that was it. Yeah, that was five two. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Damn, that was a good one too." Uh, are we still recording? My bad, y'all. I fell asleep. My bad. We talking about? We talking about soccer yet? Yeah, I guess we can go ahead and get into soccer, man. Yo, yo, yo. So. Are we gonna have a season or what? Because like, here's here's a here's the crazy thing is that like this past week they were talking about MLS was like saying, hey, we about to we want the players to take a fifty percent cut to say, you know, you already got half of your pay. Whenever we come back, y'all on the, on the free ski, y'all on the like, hey, on the low low, on the zero ninety nine, nothing, just three ninety nine. Joe? <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I don't know what y'all what, what do y'all think about the league coming back? What's your thoughts? They say now they say July. No, they said Ju- uh, June eighth. June. <laughs> <laughs> elaborate, elaborate, Tony. This is an audio podcast. My bad. That was funny. That was a good joke y'all just told. There, things starting back early June. It's not happening. I mean, no. I mean, it's too soon. The you know, the logistical nightmare of, okay, let's say you start out with games behind closed doors, and we talked about this before, but, like, you know, the logistics of that, you know, I think it was one of the reports that came out from Europe is that you're definitely going to have to have two to 300 people involved staff-wise, whether it be, you know, security who's running at the stadium, uh, the health personnel there, um, you know, all the trainers, all the coaches, obviously the players and the subs. And then, you know, there's it, just so many people that are involved behind the scenes that we don't count for usually again because a lot of people are just counting the players and coaches and, and maybe some trainers. But it's more than that that goes into a game. And so if you're talking about all those personnel, so each game, you're going to have to test those people. And let's talk about that logistical nightmare. So I, I don't see that shit happening. I, I don't. I don't see it happening in June. We are not prepared for that. It's almost what? May? George is ready. That's a month. That's a month, basically. Get ready. We got to open back up, man. Dude, we can talk about our dumbass governor, excuse me, but our governor (laughs) saying (laughs) that it's okay to get your nails done, your hair did, and go bowling or go to the movies this Friday. My man, 
extra extra shine on his head up here. Yeah, no, no, he's not saying it's okay for you to go. He said it's okay for those businesses to open back up. So like, let, you know, let's let's be real. Everyone keeps saying um, the governor's a dumbass. Anybody that it, we're not, the country's not ready. Country's not gonna be ready for eighteen to twenty four months from now. So y'all recommend we just stay closed for 18, 24 months? It's impossible, impossible for you to run a capitalistic society for you to be closed for two years. So what you do is you open up. You give these small businesses a chance. Tony, pretty sure your family, you have family members that have small businesses, right? They, they, own, they own college buildings, man. What you talking about? Man? Right. He, his, you know, so, you know, I'll probably go to someone else whose who family doesn't have small, it's like, has small business. <laughs> so, it's like, they need to make money as well. So, like, they have to open back up. So, as long right. as people take precautions, they wear their PPE, it's okay to start slowly opening the government. Do you see what China has been doing? I mean, like, they just now, just now, yeah, they were China was closed. How China was closed for four months. How long they been dealing with this shit? Since since the end of December, early January. Yeah. Since June, early December. Well, you gotta remember, per capita, they have way more people than we have in the United States. True. So, but we have not taken an aggressive lockdown that they have done in certain areas. Have it at all? You can't. It is at this point. No, it's at not this point, you can or you can't. You're choosing between life or death. That's the thing about it. No, you're not choosing between. You act like anybody's gonna fucking die when they get it. Like no, it, it's people who have weak immune systems are gonna die. So those with weak immune systems, y'all just can't go out. Wow. So you're saying that to the people who have died of other situations that have not weak immune systems? I mean, like, what other situations have they not died? What are you talking about? COVID. Yes. All the cases that all the cases that have died of COVID have weak immune systems. No, it wasn't just you healthy today, Tony, and then you die tomorrow because you got healthy it. young people that have died without. Having Show me. Show me the stats. Stats. You see, talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> Show me the stats. <laughs> Show me the stats. But no, so, I, I go ahead. But um, believe. You know, I, of course, I, I, I definitely think that. We're, I think this season will watch as far as us going to games. Like that part's a definite. Um, beyond that, uh, I I think the way that we're progressing, July still seems possible. Um, but but you said you said there's a chance for us to get a fall uh, a fall spring schedule. I mean, they already they already admitted in their in their most recent statement that. December MLS Cup seems likely and possibly even January. And I'm like, if you're going to go to January, you might as well go ahead and just put that on the table and say, hey, we might be able, we might have to consider fall spring. Now, whether or not they actually do it, they probably don't want to, but I mean, I know they're not in a position where they can just say, we can't play this season at all. They're going to have to play something just a matter of how much. Yeah, it's just MLS, just MLS. Any league's really not in a financial standpoint where they could just say we're just gonna scrap this whole season. And and that's the crazy thing is because um because I was talking about that with some um, um I think it might have been in the group chat uh, last week. Once once sports get the green light to start back up, you think about all the sports that'll be trying to fight for everyone's attention, whether it's MLB, NBA, NHL. If it's close to the fall, NFL is obviously gonna be there and. MLS is going to be in a position where, like, okay, like, everyone else is playing. 
but we're not playing until February, they'd be like, hell no, we can't do that. Like, so they're going to have to figure something out to where that they uh, get going, at least get some kind of season going this, this season. If it happens to go into next year, go ahead and do it. Like, don't worry. Like, the TV deals, you know, it's only six months. I mean, like, that shit can work itself out. Just, you know, you got you to get in there somewhere. But- but the messed up part is, um, we were talking about this before we were recording, is that the players haven't even signed the CBA yet. So yeah. now, now what does that mean? Now the owners have leverage. Now they're like, hey, we can just scrap the whole season and y'all make nothing. Or you guys come up on some of those concessions that you guys had. It's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I could definitely see where, you know, the owners have some type of um, leverage, but at the same time, they need games too, so... You know, I, I think they need to come off the idea of 50%. By, like, if not, you start checking by like 78%, then, you know, we could probably have that conversation because keep in mind that I think in the next couple of weeks, like, players will already receive half of their pay for the year anyway. So, so like, like I was saying before, if whenever they start, you'd be basically telling them they're going to play for free, regardless of injuries, regardless of travel, saying, hey, you just, you're just doing this on the humble. And I don't see that. I don't see that shit fun at all. Like that's a hell no. But it's a great thing for for. I mean, unfortunately, it's a great thing for for MLS and for for any sports league that if something like this was to happen in the future, when it comes to contractual negotiations um, for collective bargaining agreement for for a league and its players, something like this, thinking long term as far as protecting the the force that you have in your players. They're going to have to think about that now going forward with every other agreement. If there's league shutdowns, if there's other epidemics, pandemics, or, or, or whatnot, anything to stop play, we have to protect ourselves. So they, it, it's unfortunate, but I think it's necessary. You got to gotta think bigger now. And so that's the thing about, you know, with them not having signed the CBA, like they might need to go back into the negotiation and say, like, hey, let's account for – these type of situations that's going on now going forward so that way, you know, we're good to go. Because, like, I remember reading a couple weeks ago, um, Wimbledon, they were investing, like, $2 million a year for, like, the last, like, 15, 16 years. And they had to go ahead and cancel Wimbledon this year. And they, uh, like, ca- they cashed in, like, $141 million off of basically a $30 million investment. And I'm like, you know, a lot of leagues and uh, franchise need, need to account for that so that way they're not left in the hole if this ever happens again. You know who the situation works out for the most? Joseph Martinez. I mean, like, rehab, looking good, not losing a single game. <laughs> you know what? Like, because, like, um, I did see, like, in one of the MLS groups, uh, they were asking, like, what team benefits most from all this. And it is definitely, you know, the home team because, you know, we were all banged up, you know, with that last uh, game against uh, Club America. And, and, like, everyone, like I said, stop just is healthy now. So, you know, if, like I said, if we can get some games in, even without Joseph, we look, would look pretty damn good. And, and it, gives, it gives Frank DeBoer another transfer window. <laughs> <laughs> he 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 fumbled the bag on the last one. He's like, I'm gonna sign somebody. Like, seriously. <laughs> yeah. 
that's the thing though, because like with the new with the new CBA, that would have allowed them, I think, this summer to do a lot more spending than what they were with all the uncertainty that was going on in January. Like really, what you like, what you what you could do and what you couldn't do uh, with that new window open and everyone healthy. It's like okay, like the whole dynamic has changed. So like that, actually, I, I didn't even think about that. Like that's that could be a lot of potential for. I a lot think of uh, Ringo, you brought it up at some point in discussion with us. Uh, the curse can. Continues for uh, Mr. David Beckham. Oh yeah, man! I mean, Beckham has done everything in his power to get in the West. He finally got the green light. They kicked the ball one game. Unplug that. Player one. Sitting somewhere right now, the uh, hundred million dollar yacht, saying like, "Bro, I'm done with MLS, man. It's over. I, I, I don't care anymore." But, uh, I, I can't wait but to no, see a discussion uh, between the- him and Matthew McConaughey, like in some VIP box at like you know Austin versus Miami game. That would be an interesting conversation to sit on in my life. I don't, I don't know what you're saying, mate. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Anybody ever noticed that the guy, the, the gecko with the gecko commercial sounds too much like David Beckham? I mean, is this? Nah, I ain't never. Nah. <laughs> Happy 420, gecko. <laughs> Yo, I, I hope you guys out there were passionate. <laughs> Also, though, we've referenced this in another episode, like, 
a big issue within Mexico is that they've kind of built the wall around themselves when it comes to their league. And I think that has stunted a lot of their own growth uh, because a lot of the, exactly. you know, a lot of their initiatives and kind of like thesis statements that they want to make sure that their national team product has been proven because of their na- national league, basically. And so their league is, you know, is heavy, you know, Mexican home-based talent. Uh, not too many foreigners on many of the teams. A lot of teams actually have those rules set up within those own organizations. Um, it's like it hasn't really opened up a diverse game with them. And so then that limits other diverse dollars to come in. So that prevents right. the stunt of, you know, that prevents you from making that money, you know, whether it be TV deals and, you know, other big time, you know, ad companies or whatever. So I think a lot of the reason why is that they, they kind of dug themselves in this hole themselves. You know, when you build that wall around yourself, you're going to get stuck within those walls. And that's another thing that, that, you know, of course, with this uh, announcement, of course, all the top has been growing towards, okay, Liga MX and MLS uh, might eventually merge. That that rumor's kind of been around for a minute anyway, but I think that for, for what MLS needs and for what Liga MX needs, I think that it's a short-term grab, but there's no long-term benefit. Like, because obviously MLS wants the audience that comes from Liga MS, because, like, they get, they get numbers, like, you know, whether it's on Unimas, 2DNA, like, they get viewers, like, in the millions, like, pretty much, like, every week. Whereas most MLS games, if you're lucky, if they get, like, 500,000. So there's definitely a, an obvious desire there, but at the same time, because the Liga MX has been so isolated and kind of, you know, they haven't done a good job as far as reaching out to the English language market here in America. I don't think that that crossover appeal is going to be there like like they like they yeah. hope. And they'll be like, they, like they'll get more Spanish language viewers, but everybody else will be like, I don't know these mugs. I don't know who they are. Like even the guys that are on the national team, they'll be like, I don't know who these so, guys are. Let's say, you know, a team from, I don't know. Portland, they go to play down, way down. I don't know what's the southern, southern club in, in, in Mexico. I mean, the logistical nightmare of that travel is. Ugh, I, I can't. I mean, there's already the issue with MLS and the complaint of like geography is already too. People in Atlanta don't even want to drive to Orlando. Well, so like, there's other reasons why we don't want to go to Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> that too. And, and a lot of it doesn't have to deal with the, the hour. This is like, it's Orlando. Like, <laughs> like get at me, Orlando. It's the, rep your yeah, city yeah. and defend it. Please, get at me, Orlando. I don't take smoke. I'm go ahead, Rashad. That, but this... I'll take smoke on that one. <laughs> yeah, the, just, just the logistics of traveling and <laughs> I was gonna say just the logistics of of that of the travel. Like you, you have Canada, you have the United States, you have Mexico. It's already an issue just traveling amongst the states. We just talked about us in Atlanta having an issue going to Orlando. We have a game in Monterey or something. Monterey. 
You gonna buy a ticket? On Wednesday. You buying a ticket? On a Wednesday. You buying a ticket, Tony? That's the thing. You have to open up. That's the thing. Like with combining the super, you're gonna have to open up your time. You're gonna definitely have to open up your wallet. You're gonna have to open up your patience. This is gonna be a lot of bull with 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 this so many things in different ways and then the leagues how they're operating do they change up their their protocols and how they operate so la liga is not having pro rail for five years does you know if those five years are up does that bring up the conversation of pro rail in the united states what happens to usl what happens to our other minor leagues here what happens to canadian football you know what i'm saying what happens to all of these different channels that we already have a lot Canadian of teams that have fallen apart. What? Yeah. Well, I don't even think they actually started because of Corona. Yeah. So think about if you know, it's, it's crazy. For Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver. Yeah. Name another city. But I definitely think that. Wait. Work. Wait, there's a there's a mo- there's a show about it. Scarborough. Does that work? Oh, wait. Calgary. Oh, oh, there we go. Okay. Just name the NHL there team. There we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hamilton. Um, Ottawa's coming in this year. Um, there's another one in, oh, in the Toronto oh, area. You're from Capital, dude. I mean, like. It has to leave USL first to get the, in order to get up in this in the Canadian League. Uh, hey, promotion, and, man! But um, I, I, there's a lot of pieces piece that have to fall into place. I think for that to work, I did like I saw an article on uh, Yahoo that kind of tried to lay it out as far as how it could work. Basically, putting a Super League above MLS and Liga MX, and basically taking all the top teams. I'm like, you basically leave those leagues. Not attractive for to get TV because like who's gonna watch MLS for Real Salt Lake and 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 Columbus like not too many people like you know I mean the fan bases are great but those aren't sexy markets like hey where, where's Atlanta where's Seattle where's LA like like where they at <laughs> so that actually down this idea this thumbs down it's a unanimous thumbs well, we down all for the idea. I give, I give those titties two thumbs down. I'm back. <laughs> ah. But, uh, I mean, it, it would be cool. Like I said, you know, we always look at it like um, there's Instagram is trying to sell me like a um a map. It may be on y'all feed too. It's a map of European football, and it just shows how many clubs and leagues are wait, on wait, top wait, of wait, each wait. other. I know those algorithms, dude. That means that you are searching a lot of European teams. That means you might have a Euro bias now. You have always talked about me and my Euro bias. Or maybe I'm just trying to find something to talk about with you, Tony, because you never have, or you never have anything to talk about when we talk about the MLS. Baker. But anyway, like I was saying. It's because, like, Europe has all these countries and leagues on top of each other. You're able to have these super leagues and these inter-country leagues and shit like that. Man, America's just too big, man. It would never happen. Like, in most of those countries, football, soccer is really the, the primary sport there. Anyway, like, like, just imagine if 
let's say you had you take all the teams from every sport uh, around the country and just said, okay, let's and three out of four teams in that city played soccer. So like here in Atlanta, you had the Braves, the Falcons, the Hawks, and I'll, I'll go ahead and count the, uh, the Dream and um, what's the other one, the Swarm. So like three like three out of those five play soccer, and like that culture, if that was a fear, like oh. in the world, there's no way in the world that. This is tangy, but man, um, Atlanta with three teams. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Buckhead versus, versus five on that road pathway. I mean, like, you got, you know, what's it, East Atlanta team that just got formed to go in the USL2? I think so. And then, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Silverback. That's just a, like, we, we didn't go to the Burbs yet because she got beat. Amsterdam FC it just got confirmed. I think I saw this that uh, they're going to be um, starting the NISA and they're starting a location yeah. here in Atlanta, Amsterdam FC. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there you go. Three teams right there. Bam. Lane United, East Atlanta, and Amsterdam FC. Bam. There you go. There you go. You're going to eat these peas. Don't forget about, don't forget about two. Oh, yeah, Atlanta United. Don't forget about the two side. Yeah, out there, get us off. Nobody, anyone, anyone? <laughs> no. That's what's, what's up. Say <laughs> anybody for the back? Nah, son. Nah. What happened to uh, was it Atlanta FC? Well, that's what oh, they changed their name. They ran out of money. and then went to Atlanta FC, and so technically they're still oh, okay. in existence. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But um, and they're black owned, and they're black owned. But um, but yeah, we gonna hop over here to the European side. Hey man, actually, <clears throat> I got a dance for y'all. No, it's not just a slide. slide. We getting a certain type of money now. We getting their rap money. We getting their rap money. Good segue. We getting their rap money. <laughs> If you haven't heard, I got you. I got uh, you. TK's favorite team just is on its way. <laughs> he said, "Don't disrespect me." So you know my TK's mind broke, favorite man. team is getting that financial push from a certain uh, Middle Eastern group, basically saying they are uh, going to pretty much go out and give some funds. To uh, they're getting a stimulus package to New- Newcastle. Newcastle is stimulus. Uh, <laughs> um, what we what was it over two hundred some billion dollars? What was it? Their the net worth of that ownership group is two hundred sixty billion with a B. That to put that into some perspective, the group that owns Man City, I think it's like a nine billion. So you're talking about like a whole lot more money. And I, I don't see no financial fair play being a factor at all with this situation. Not at all. No. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, you know, people will feel differently about it, but, you know, good for them to be able to get a financial owner. Hopefully they invest in the club and Newcastle can restore their former glory by signing <laughs> a big play. Invest? And that's, <laughs> and that's the thing, because, like, 
people don't realize it because, you know, like the, like the past, like, 10, 15 years, Newcastle's basically been, like, up and down as far as getting promoted and relegated. So you, you've never really seen them back in their peak. Like, even, like, back in the 90s when uh, uh, your boy the Alex Shearer was first there. Started. You know. Newcastle was. Uh, was Les Ferdinand there, too? Yeah, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah. Ferdinand, Les Ferdinand was. I mean, Alan Shearer, I remember watching Alan Shearer, and he was, hands down, the, the, one of the premier strikers in the world at the time, and so like he, everything he touched turned to gold, basically. And Newcastle was, you know, a, a problem. Now, they, now they looking like shit. We got problems, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but they getting that oil money now, which is different. Quick, side. wait till to, wait till twenty twenty three. Quick side part, Tony. Shearer or Henri up front? I mean, it's a. Uh, what do you like a you know a Lambo or a Ferrari? It's a matter of you know. <laughs> I mean, it's your style. <laughs> it's what style you want. Yeah. Oh, me, me personally, yeah. I go Henri. You know, but uh, Shear. I mean, I gotta give props to him. Shear was like he was a beast back then. So always. Uh, they've all been. Newcastle's already been been hyping up like we want to get Pochettino, we want to get Ronaldo. Please have Pochettino. I mean, they're gonna keep on losing. Yeah, yeah I mean, remember, know, like, I said not about trophies. No, they don't have Santiago. Santiago. Damn it, United is not gonna let that happen. <laughs> Thank you, Chelsea Hayden Ways. <laughs> Do another podcast, okay? <laughs> All right. Sancho's coming to United, baby. Those going to end up happening. You remember that part in Coming to America where where the, the neighborhood stole yeah. Akeem's um, luggage and everything? They, they all walk around with a fur coat. That's going to be Newcastle. Like, they'd be like, around with fur coats. They'd be they go all the and everything. Like, that's going to be Newcastle. On time in about six months. <laughs> Did you say six months? For uh, this video shit is difficult. <laughs> Walking around looking like new money. Yeah. But hey man, let's 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 take a break real quick and uh let's uh see you guys on the other side. Jersey that just came out last week. Uh, of course, we've already been posting on the socials. We'll keep.
keep on posting on the social, so definitely, you know, get get your hands on that. Um, you know, of course, you can get it personalized. Keep it blank however you like. You know, like I've been talking about the past few, few weeks, um, you know, we've been working with Clubhouse Athletic. They're a, a group out of Chicago. They do uniforms, jerseys, all, all that jazz. Uh, our homies up, up there, Blackfire, they also have a jersey um, done through them as well, and um, it actually, they do really good work. And uh, you know, we've been working on this for the better part of a year, so you know we're glad to finally get this uh, get this out to you guys. Uh, you know, keep supporting and uh, you know show your love there. Don't forget, you can still go on to ftcutd.myshopify.com. We still have fifteen percent off on that site as well with the promo code uh, Four Stars. So definitely make sure that you uh, get up on on that and uh, you know keep showing what you, uh, showing your love. Make sure that you. Uh, leave a review on on iTunes. Take a five star review. Leave comments and say if we if we get that shit, you know we'll read it here on the show. So um, make sure that you uh, do that and you know uh, keep keep tell your friends about us. Tell your mama about us. Tell your your mama I know. Your mama I know about us. Like let don't let them boys in. Uh uh no. You Greg, no question. At the back. I got a question, Gregor. Was I the first order? Yes. Yes. That's right. That's right. Yeah, good shit. Good shit. CK, you were second. Yeah, definitely. Did you? Hey, Bob. Bob? Speaking of coming coming in second, um, you know, where are you going this one? There, <laughs> watch, watch where I'm going. Uh, last dance, you know, because the the debates between LeBron, Mike, you can even throw in Kobe in there. You know, everybody basically fighting for second here because Mike's trying to like remind people that hey, he was that dude before. Man, it was for me. It was definitely a trip um, memory lane because during Mike's era, um, you know, I was in that age of when I fell in love with basketball, and basketball was my favorite sport at that time. And you know, I was just like most kids. I had hoop dreams and everything. Speaking of hoop dreams, that was one of my favorite movies around that time too. Um, but going back and rewatching that and it brought back a lot of memories and it's funny because like there were certain parts of the, of the story when, especially when they started to tell that the story of him when he was in Boston, when he dropped the 63 in game two of the Eastern tournament and they started playing the background music, LL Cool J, I'm bad. And when it started bringing up memories to me, it was like back in the day when we was watching the VHS tapes, Come Fly With Me, Superstars, all those tapes of like the highlight, like they don't do those anymore because you got social media now on YouTube, so there's no need for it. But like when you buy that VHS with Come Fly With Me and all Superstars, like you saw those highlight packages and it just brought those memories. So it was cool to see that, but then also to see the behind the scenes of like, you know, see Scottie Pippen, you know, again, pumped by Charles Oakley, classic. I mean, grown ass men slapping him, and Scotty's had to take it. Really, he's like, "Hey man, stop playing! Stop playing! You play too much! Stop! Stop!" 
child, you pay too much. You know, and it was cool to see that. And then um, you see the other stuff that, like, I never do. Obviously, obviously, I was younger around then, but you, you didn't really get the gist of what was going on because we just didn't have as much access to athletes as we do now. But back then, like, find out that really why he was sitting out during that time during his, you know, his foot injury, ankle injury, um, they were doing the whole load management, which is obviously a big talking point with the NBA now. But back then, that wasn't an issue. But you get it. You say, hey, I, I'm, I'm, I, I ain't gonna let y'all fuck up my summer. <laughs> yeah, the Sky Pippen thing. Yeah, I mean, like to see how much of an asshole Sky Pippen was to Jerry Krause, which was warranted. I mean, Jerry Krause, you saw the genius of him to put everything together, like the way he built all that. To get to that point, but also you saw like he was also his worst, his own worst enemy. I mean, he fucked it up too, and so because it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. Yeah, yeah, it was the ego. It was, it was, it was ego. But here's the part: did y'all start seeing those pictures uh, of uh, Jerry Krause and the uh, and the boss from uh, from Space Jam? Um, and it was like, yeah. yo, there's some similarities. <laughs> I thought that's what he was uh, mirrored yeah, off of. I, I, that makes yeah, but I, I think it was intended that way in space. All the sense in the world. Yeah, but I think um, I think everyone kind of has it last dance a little backwards. Um, I think this is because Jordan has lived in this kind of mythical ethos of himself for so long, right? I think because I think he's not – if he's not a producer of it, he's kind of had to sign off on everything. So I think this is going to actually show that um, he, I think, because of episode three and four come out yep. this weekend, right? Um, so and I think that's actually going to start showing why how his teammates actually lifted him up to become the great yep. player that he is now. So it's actually going to show a new light of Jordan that what we all have had for him. That's what I think. Because I, I think because I, I think the reason why they showed why he's such a bad man now on the first two episodes, you would think like a normal documentary would show like. Young Jordan, college Jordan, you I mean, know. They kind of well, yeah, they were bouncing back and forth, but I think it's going to tell a deeper story. Last Dance, it's come on, you got to think of the title, man. There's more to it than just Jordan, man. Can, can, can I get a hug? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Yo. He like he was about to shake Scott Burrell on that. <laughs> he was like, bitch. <laughs> no, and then also when you're talking about Ron Harper, you're thinking about like, this generation doesn't know. Like, Ron Harper was a G before he came to Chicago. Ron Harper was a beast um, when he came from the Cavs. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. he had his stint, with the, his stint with the Clippers as well, too. Um, I'm just ready to see um, the episode three. I think it's Pistons. four. Yeah, it's episode four that I think is, is going to be. Able to... Yeah, because like, they covered, like, Rodman. Of course, if you cover Rodman, that's going to go right into the Pistons story. So, it's, yeah. It's, I mean, that yeah. was – God, like, it, it was – crazy remembering how like how scared the Bulls were of the Pistons at the time. And everybody was scared of them. I mean, because the Pistons, I mean, there's a reason why they got the name Bad Boys. If you haven't seen that 30 for 30 on them, yeah. please. Yeah, it's a good, good 30 for 30. It's a good 30 for 30 on the Bad Boys. Um, but yeah, like, it's one of those cases where like Iron Sharpens Iron like because basically you had the Celtics and Lakers and then the Pistons got sharpened by the Celtics and then as, as a result, the Bulls got sharpened by the Pistons. So, like I said, that, that whole process, you know, the 80s definitely shaped a lot of people's opinions as far as, like, how we see the game today. 
like you see all the time as far as like how people got get beat got beat up back then. It's like that wasn't even a foul back then. I'm like, hey, should have been. Okay. Right. Um yeah. have you heard all you know it's when we talk about conspiracy theories, especially a lot now with you know what's going on with COVID nineteen and stuff. Have you heard all the conspiracies about like oh why this is getting released now and everything? Have y'all heard conspiracies? Yeah. On it? No. I love, I love like the there's the conspiracies I've, I've heard of like the reason why they're releasing it now is that so Jordan, uh, his own ego could feel like he's more relevant to the argument and kind of squash the whole debate of who's better between him and LeBron. Um, then there's also the, the crazy conspiracy of like, well, Kobe's passing, they released it earlier too, so people wouldn't want to feel like Jordan's name is left out in the running of the greatest of all time because all the respect that was given to Kobe when he passed. Like, it, it's crazy, all the conspiracies as far as, like... I've I, I heard them, but at the same time, one, Kobe's not in that argument. I, I'm sorry to say. But, um, but no, I, I think that for the, for the type of impact that Jordan had, you know, whether it's, you know, on the, on the court, within the culture, within fashion, even, shit, the fucking the Space Jam, like, his, his fingerprints are everywhere. And so I, I, there's nobody that I can really think of that really um, had that overall impact to everything like Mike did. You know, you could say, like, other players had, like, different impacts. You could say Kareem, you know, had that social impact that um, that Mike never had and never had. Uh, you could say that um, – you could say about Magic and Bird, you know, without, without them two, the, the NBA is pretty much dead. So, like, everyone has, like, you know, their own argument. Of course, even LeBron and, and Kobe for, you know, what they, where they've taken the game now, where as, as far as the, the money with the league and how players are going about, you know, taking advantage of basically their brands. But I think comprehensively, Mike has – there's nobody that can say they basically hit – Everything. Well, but for me, my thing is this: is like I'm, I'm not, I'm not buying stock in the whole like who's better in this now, whatever. I'm looking at the people like definitely there's the people who were the best at their time, and you know the eras that they played in, they're playing within the rules of the game that they had at the time. And so you know if you go back eons ago, actually it's not eons ago. People forget like the three point line wasn't instituted until recent compared to you know how the game developed. So, you know, a lot of players would have had a whole different stat line if there was a three-point line. So there's that, there's, there's, there's those arguments that we've thrown into a lot of things. You know, I mean, it, it was cool to see. Actually, I got all the trivia questions right. I got bro- I wonder if someone's actually broken it down to see, like, like based on, like, where you were shooting that in the court, like, would you have had more points if you, um, uh, if, they, if the three-point line had been there? That would have changed the whole approach to the game because, I mean, the way they played the game without the three line changed. The three line evolved and changed the way you, you play the game. So you stretch, you know, offenses are stretched more. Um, the sets that you can run are different. So I think it would have changed a lot of stats um, and, and just the whole approach to the game. I think also, um, like, you know, and going back to the original statement, I mean, like, it just matters of who took advantage of the opportunities that they had in front of them. I mean, obviously, Jordan did it to a multitude of levels. 
Um, and I think that, you know, whether it was his business acumen, whether, you know, his um, social charm that he had, the fact that, you know, he was beloved across the world. Yeah, he took advantage of many of those things. But then you look back at what Bill Russell did. Man's got more rings and, you know, I got toes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> the dude, I mean, he he had a perfect scenario too. So his, you know, name gets wild. And then the Kareem and, you know, it's, it's all these people who were the best at the time. I, for me, I'm just like, you can't take that away. And it's not like for like because you can't compare them. Um, because they played at different times with different rules and different, and when I say different rules, I mean, you're talking about when, you know, if you look at other players when they didn't have black people playing, you know what I'm saying? Or they had limited numbers of black people. That's another issue. So there's no like for like comparison. Um, I think we all need to put that, say who's better, you know, LeBron, you know, Jordan, if Kobe's in that, if Kareem is in that, um, just respect what they did to the game. And then also acknowledge what they did off the court, too. And like you said, Gregor, like Kareem, I mean, hell of a man off the court, too. Still still is. <laughs> How old is Kareem? Any like 137 now? It's... Pick it up in the... what is But no, I mean, listeners, let us know what you... Thought about the series, what are you looking forward to? I mean, I think also like seventy-three. He's seventy-three. Thank you, Stat Boy. Uh <laughs> quality driving. Let us know what you think about the series of um, you know, uh this uh last dance. And I would also be interested in what you would see on the soccer version of this. What's the last dance that you would like to see story wise? Uh, to be told, documentary form. Yo, Ringo. What's up, brother? Yo, you didn't tell me that you had a show on Netflix, man. You didn't tell me Black as, uh, Black as Fuck was, was about you. Yeah, man. You know, I try to stay humble. <laughs> I try to stay humble. You know, you know, my, my kid wanted to do documentary about my life, so, you know, I put it on the air, you know. <laughs> but, uh, Black is, you know, it's, it's okay. I'm not a big fan of the show. I prefer Blackish over Black uh, Black as fuck. I mean, it's, it's pretty the same show. It's just that you can it, cut. It, it is. It's just that you know, one of them has a budget to get real actors, mm-hmm. and the other one is just like a pet project. Yeah, actually, I, I read that exact uh, um, statement like in a review. I was like. Because the guy, the main star of the show, is actually the creator of Blackish, and it's like I guess he just wanted to be on TV, and and, we, and that's what we got. So, like I said, it's, just, it's not bad. Like I said, I, I, yo, the one episode, the Juneteenth episode, like I said, that's that's what it hit me. I was like, yo, that's Ringo. <laughs> that's- but why drop Timing it now? Bad. Timing is bad. Why yeah, drop it now? <laughs> yeah. but, you, know, you, know, you, you get put on. You get put on. Netflix, you get put on that Netflix calendar. So unfortunately, this is what the dice rolls for them. But if, if, if they had been a, a movie, they would have got pushed back. Like because yeah. uh, I think like Sony like like pushed like all their releases out to like next year. Like Netflix would have said, you know what? This ain't the best time for this. Uh, Rico, <laughs> you're a parent. Uh, did you do the Trolls World Tour? Did you uh, view that yet? 
Oh my nah, God. bro. <laughs> See, I got sons. Bro, you know what I mean? Like when my daughter's older, I might watch that. Like my sons, like we've watched uh like Spider Man into the Spider Man. I've like, watched that a hundred times, dude. Right. I don't complain. It's great. But actually Anderson uh, Pack is in it. I was surprised to see Anderson Pack in it. Um Yeah. What's the name yeah. of Keenan is in it as well too from Saturday Night Live or whatever. Um That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to get into some listener questions. Then. Yeah. We got a couple, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. I refresh my bandwidth. Uh, Kyle, uh, homie from uh, from Featherstone, from England, up in Madison. Uh, he asked, uh, like the Netflix series uh, "Settle Until I Die." Uh, what clubs would would you like also like to see in in uh, that type of series scenario? It could be European, U.S. Doesn't matter. Rashad, which which ones would you like to see? I want to see Man City in a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> see <laughs> where? where you said you had the couple of years part. Because <laughs> I know what you're trying to say. <laughs> Remember when we were good? Remember when we <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, I, I said what I said because I want to. I'll wait for this one. Yeah, the one I want to set up for the teachers. I'll wait for that. I would yeah. like to see uh like Blackburn Rovers. Like I mean, Ooh. you know, they were you know they were like champions of England, great team. Like now, like normal soccer fans don't even really know who they are. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I still, I still love their logo. I think they have one, or the crest. I mean, their crest with the flower, the rose. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's awesome. Like and like I, that was one of the, like before I actually even got into soccer for real. I remember seeing um, Blackburn Rovers Nelia at the State Department because um, yeah, uh, what is it? Um, our former Secretary of State, first woman Secretary of State. I want to say Albright. I feel like that's Madeline her name. Albright. Uh, yeah, I think that's her name. She was gifted um, like a pair of keeper gloves and a kit when she went uh, over there it, for a diplomatic. Retreat. So like, see, so, it, so it, it was like that's kind of, and I was like, this is cool. And then that's when I learned about it was a soccer team and stuff like Interesting. that. Interesting. Yeah. So, but like, just just their story would be very interesting to see. Um, like Sunderland until I die. Uh, the one I got in mind is actually uh, AC Milan. Because like, that's of course, if you at least if you're a recent. Uh, soccer fan, you know that AC Milan was like that club, especially last decade. They won uh, two Champions Leagues last decade. They went to three Champions League finals. Uh, they last won the Serie A in 2011. The soccer, they're like the Manchester United of old. It's like the club that everybody wanted to go play at. The club that all they had the money. I, they had the money, but like, of course, people don't, don't remember like Italy used to be that spot. Like, before... Racism took over. Wait, like before, yeah. did it not like? No, they just finally got caught. <laughs> Three hours before racism, <laughs> Corona, and Ronaldo. We need to make that a graphic. <laughs> Racism, 
Didn't know that as much when Ronaldo was uh, was that dude up at Inter, and then later on AC Milan. But uh, but yeah, AC Milan like they when they fell when the recession hit back back ten years ago, like it hit them hard, and they, and they haven't uh, you know basically gotten back to their their place of prominence since. You know, like they've been in and out of they made maybe one Champions League in the past five years. You know, they're basically like at best in the Europa League. In most cases, they that's where I'm the last time. Yeah. Um, no, I think for me, if I were to see a series, and, and I guess it's probably more of the all or nothing series, but I really would like to see a series done at Atletico Madrid. Diego Simeone as a coach, he's crazy. You got Diego Costa, he's a crazy ass player. I mean, and the ups and downs of them in, in Spain, like, well, not necessarily too many downs, but still, like, they're, they're, you know, but, but it's a work, it, it would be interesting because it's I'm a saying, working they're the working, you know, team, whatever. So to actually get down there in the street, I think Copa 90, I hate, like, plugging other platforms because they don't plug us, but I think they Never. actually have. It's a small uh, YouTube channel. Um, they, they, they did a documentary um, about AC Milan, I think. Are they on Wikipedia? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's, a, here's another one um, from uh, Antonio Henry. He's actually a good homie. Um, they could actually move, move down here pretty soon. But um, what's popping with the pickup and organized black hoodie scene? You don't have to spray it out on the net if it's low-key with this, even though it, if it exists. Well... There's definitely black soccer being played in Atlanta. Um, you know, there's the Caribbean League, which is happening in Stone Mountain, uh, Wade Walker Park. Um, that's a very competitive league. I used to play it a lot until I started. When I say it's competitive, let's just say I left the game with a concussion and cracked ribs. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's competitive. Uh, there's, you know. Oh, oh, that explains why you are the way you are. Bro. Four concussions. <laughs> Four. Four. Um, yeah, yeah. That I, after I die, I'm donating my brain. Just just know my brain is getting donated. Um but I didn't tell you brain. Should I die? <laughs> um but also on the pickup side, like you know, Piedmont Park, they have a bunch of brothers that are out there. There's actually my brother's line brother. He does some pickup out there on the weekends. Um, and there's, there's there's a couple of spaces here and there. Um, but it's a matter of if the person wants to do a league or a pickup. So, you know, pickup, I would go Piedmont. If you're trying to do a league, Caribbean League, I'll sell them out. And then I also got to plug, you know, side of the streets. We got a couple of fields where they do a dual league. So, you know, that's it's just a couple other groups around the metro yeah. area, like Kennesaw, Gwinnett County, uh, Lawrenceville. They have people that come together, you know, yeah. play, play a couple matches here and there, you know. We, we need a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, so, you know, there's soccer all over Atlanta. You know, there's over 30 leagues. So, you know, when you get down here, man, you just, just get online, you'll find it. Yeah, hit us, hit, hit us up, uh, uh, Tony, when you uh, when you get in. But um, one more one more question uh, from uh, Drew Wagner: uh, With the rumors of uh, MLS to Liga MX uh, merging, what 
will be the, the the new name of the of the Super League. America's Super League. Super League. Are you auto tune TK? No clue what you're talking about. We gonna get we gonna get TK a new mic, y'all. It's all good. You know, we're learning as we going. Um, I, I think it needs to have like a like a like a Latin like American like like fusion. Like it needs to be like a taco but a burger. Oh, you're about so to like, get racist now. Oh, you're about to get racist. Rate comment in like, five, four, three. <laughs> Following messages. The major premiere La Liga. There it is. Boom. Pay me. La Liga de America, maybe. I don't know. Something yeah, simple. Some light. But then oh, I reversed man. it. Like that's called that's called that's called a double reach around reverse racism. What about what about uh, La Trampa? La Trampa? The, the trap. The trap. I'm, I'm waiting trap. for somebody to like <laughs> one day just say. That's all that sounds like. <laughs> I'm waiting for the day when someone's just like, fuck it. We just call that the league. There you go. Just look at that. Oh, the league? How do you say, hey, Greg, how do you say the league in Spanish? <laughs> Wait, how do you say, like, the major league in Spanish? No, it's like, that actually hits on what I was about to get. Is it? La Liga mejor. mejor? La Mejor. La Mejor. La mejor. What are you talking about? Okay. Wait, wait. Uh, what is yours? <laughs> like, so, like, take, so take uh, 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 Rashad's idea and just give it a, a, a cute little nickname, La Mejor. <laughs> La Mejor. Here we go. So, hey, listeners, if you if, if give us, drop a review and put your, your uh, fantasy name for the super american league so tony can hate it more because it's not european enough so wait, it, you wait, know wait, it needs wait, to be oh, like oh, la bunda wait, wait. <laughs> look at his ig look oh hey listeners hit us up on itunes iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, put a review. Um, in your review, write what your name would be for. Uh, give us five stars or a thumbs up and let us know what your name for the, um, the, the league that Tony would hate would be called. Or on YouTube as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, let's uh, wrap this up with a, a two up, two down. What you, what you got, uh, Rashad? Uh, my, my up would be... Um I don't know why I'm not ready for this, <laughs> but uh, I'm alive, Corona free. That's I, I, I guess um, we're here uh, another week recording. You know what I'm saying the kit's available. Woo! You know what I'm saying just a lot of work with that. Thanks to everybody that was involved with that. We finally got it off the ground. Uh, thanks to the guys, the team, and everybody. Um, I don't I don't really have a down. I'm just staying positive and looking up. You feel me? Only up from here, baby. Big teddy bear, you. Whoa, 
Just kidding. Just kidding. To our fans of the world. Hey, if you're looking at the video right now, Greg is holding up the Culture Away kit, where culture goes to play kit. You know what I mean? So you can you can pick it up on our website. No, it's Clubhouse Athletic. My bad. You can pick it up at Clubhouse Athletic. Uh, while supplies last, it's a limited rare run. If y'all thought Nigerian kit was rare, like this culture kit gonna be more rare yeah. than Nigerian yeah. kit, right? Yeah, man. So um, I, I guess I'll go next. Yeah, go ahead. So my down is um, I want to shout out to the uh, xenophobia going on right now in China towards uh, Kenyans, uh, Nigerians, a lot of other Africans that are residents of the uh, Democratic Republic of China. Africa, anywhere, like, why y'all hating? Like, y'all, y'all immigrating over to Africa, but y'all like the ones that, that are there in your country. Like, that's just bullshit. Yeah, man. It, it, it's crazy because you really don't hear, hear too much racism from, like, Chinese people um, to Africans. I'm not talking about here in America. I'm talking about China and Africa. You don't hear too much of it. So to actually see that and like it, the um, country of Kenya is actually like having to charter boats and flights to actually uh, get their citizens out of the country because they're like a death threats and things like that. So it's messed up. China, man, chill out. And my up, my up, um, I, I'll have two ups. You know, I love music. So my first up is um, it, it's not, I guess it's not really an up. But it's uh, we're celebrating the anniversary of Prince passing. Prince passed, um, uh, you know, a year ago today, or uh, this week. So Prince passing, but like even though he's passed, like you still hear his music. Like you still have people like just still living and embracing that what Prince gave us on this world. I mean, he was a phenomenal artist. And like for you younger listeners, if you haven't taken the time out to check out his discography, man, check it out. Prince makes amazing music for every situation. Um, all your favorite artists have sampled something of his, have done something, have mirrored something of theirs to his music. So uh, check them out. Uh, my, my last up, and I'll pass the mic, I want to shout out to my boy Division, DVSN, uh, OVO product, dropped his um, second album. It's a muse. Uh, it's amazing. Like if you love R&B music, if you want to hear something that's going to like get you get the mood right, to get your girl right, like, uh, like to get your girl back. Like, he's making that type of music. Um, straight out of Toronto. Check it out wherever you get your music at. Coach. All right. Um, so, I'm working on myself. You know, this quarantine has me, you know, cleansing. I'm, I'm juicing now, you know. I feel like I'm being positive and everything. No? Yeah? Yes. Nah, man. I, hey, I'm all I'm all for you know black men taking gotcha. care of themselves more. Go as go I ahead, have this beer. <laughs> I tried. I tried. <laughs> oh, so this week, normally we try to do two up, two down. I'm doing one down, three ups. Uh, start with the down. Get the down out the way. Um, one of my mentors who. Hired me for my first job uh, out of college and mentored me when I was just, when I was in sales. That was a long time ago. Um, passed away this past week. Uh, young, only 50 or so years old. 
a good guy. Uh, always kept in contact with my daughter, watching her progression and everything like that. And so, hate to see him move on to the field of reeds. It's sad. Yeah. So, um, you know, shouts out to Chris Renner. You know, he uh, always he was just a good soul. Always made people laugh. Always was looking to you know make sure people were giving their best in, in a positive manner. So, TK, but he got but he got a good background. Appreciate that, Shout TK, for the RIP. Um, but now let's go into the positive. Uh, positive, we talked about it earlier. Um, Last Dance, uh, that coming out, that is, you know, a large part of my childhood was being a Jordan fan, and you know, basketball was a big part of my life before soccer, actually. And so to see that, it brought up a lot of, you know, childhood memories. And, you know, when, when things were easy, when it was all so simple, baby. Not one day. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it, it brought those good memories. And it was good to see the behind the scenes type of action between, you know, the Bulls and all the other uh, competitors they had. So that was a positive. I can't, you know, it's, I, you know, I, I'm like, ESPN, Netflix, can we, can we get them all released at once? Like, you got me waiting until next weekend. I mean, I'm getting tired. It's like, I, I ain't nobody doing shit. They can do it. You know what I'm <laughs> So give me what I want. Give me what I need. I need this last dance. I need to see that Pistons drama. So, excited about the last dance. That was great. Um, also, this past week, you know, uh, organization I work with, Soccer Streets, um, obviously things are tough right now with COVID, but did some volunteering last week for Westside Future Funds, Westside Atlanta, making sure residents have access to food. I work with Atlanta Food Bank. Um, did some bagging, but the thing about it, I had my daughter out there with me as well, and cool to see her, like, dive in and just, like, helping, just seeing the kindness of, of her heart. Just She was like, no, I want to help. And it's now, my daughter's only five years old, so it was, like, it was beautiful to see that. I didn't have to really, like, I coached her about what we were doing and everything like that, but to see her just naturally, like, want to help. So that made me feel good as a parent, of course. And then also, um, during this tough time uh, with Soccer in the Streets, uh, we are doing these at-home homework assignments and projects for kids in our program. Just stay connected, help them engage, <clears throat> make sure that we're um, making sure that the kids and the families are okay and everything. And these, each week they have a new homework assignment that they do. And the cool story that I heard while talking to a mom last week was that she thanked us for doing this program because she's a single mom and she has two kids and the fact that her 10 year old son is uh, able to have each week a phone call conversation with positive black male role models but she can't provide that aspect as a parent and she said the fact that we're doing that it speaks volumes and the fact that it's just like the impact <clears throat> the impact on her son is on a multitude of levels. And to hear her say that, like if it's just that one kid, I'm done. So that's all I did. So yeah. makes it worth yep. it, man. Gotcha. You you good, TK? Shout out to TK for the backgrounds, if nothing else, yeah. obviously. But um, love our 
stuff like that. I'm just letting you know. Uh, first, first down, get that shit out of the way, is, <laughs> is uh, soccer, doing U.S. soccer shit, as always. Uh, they uh, getting a loan out for uh, the impact of coronavirus. Uh, you know, actually, uh, of course, we talked about this uh, back uh, back in January with, uh, with Nikki Turner. Uh, you know, with all these lawsuits, they're actually, like, that surplus that everybody was talking about. 140 years ago, million, like, like, they were bragging about. Mr. Galati was yeah, around about 140 mil in their coffers. His exact words. And now the, it's getting close to 40 million. So it's like that that money's burning. Just all the lawsuits are, are catching up. And so now they're like, yeah, we, we need some money. Now, technically, they're a nonprofit. They fall within the parameters as far as getting a loan. But it's like, yo, if y'all was doing right in the first place, y'all wouldn't be here. So, yeah. Yo, Kane, you open the roof. With the clutch of hey, open the room. <laughs> <laughs> he got a halo on him, man. Look at him. <laughs> but, uh. <laughs> oh, no. Taxi transmitted by droplets. Droplets. <laughs> we gotta be responsible. Dr. Ringo. Dr. Ringo, our, our president. Only. <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead, Greg. Finish up, man. We're going over. But uh, <laughs> but uh, the second one, and we didn't really go into it that much um, uh, this week. Because actually, uh, Tony's going to be on IG Live this week talking about with the with the Cole Hercules. She's with the United Soccer Coaches Association, and uh, they talk about the youth, the U.S. Uh, Soccer Youth Development Academy shutting down. Uh, basically in favor of uh, MLS elite system. Hey, man, we got to let that uh, Rona breathe at some point, you know? We'll talk about that. It's going to be Friday night, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, <laughs> we didn't really go into it, but I wanted to, you know, save all that conversation for, for them uh, on Instagram, so be on the lookout for that. Um, by up, um, you know, like I said, it's, it's uh, besides what's happening here in Georgia, I do think things are improving. But just, you know, continue to be smart out here. Don't – just because some governors want to, you know, tell you it's cool, be safe out here in the streets. So, you know, if nothing else, you know, keep – you know, stay positive, stay hopeful, but also be smart with this shit. Wrap it up, man. Yeah. Wrap it up before yeah. you go out in these COVID streets. Wrap <laughs> yourself up. <laughs> <She's> up. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, and, of course, you know – uh, uh, April 22nd, as always, here's the U-Moms. It's been eight years. Um, so, yeah. Uh, you know, make sure that, you know, you take it, you know, check in with your loved ones. Make sure you know they're doing all right. But, um, you know, I think that's all, all we really got for you. You know, shout out to TK for the backgrounds, even though this mic's been all, all jacked up. This episode yo, was awesome. Yo, 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 right. yo, oh, oh, right. oh, shit. Oh, shoot. All right, TK, go ahead and drop, your, drop your bars, right son. Let's get your just to, so we finish on, a, um, I'm going to start with the downs real fast. Just to put this all in perspective, with the COVID-19 and all this going on, the population of Australia is 25 million. We are currently at 22 million unemployed claims in the United States of America. Down. Uh, all right, my next down is going to be Newcastle United. Uh, <laughs> 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 hey, man. Hey, 
corruption you corrupt. You're killing people, you're committing war crimes and humanity crimes. Like, you gotta own up to that shit. So, like, it's, 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 it's really a rock and a hard place for the people, the fans, the supporters of New, uh, Newcastle. Do wish that they return to their glory days, but I wish that it was with a, a more responsible, um, just better party, you know, because right now, who knows if they're going to even pass their uh, the survey with the, uh, the FA and all that to even uh, be granted, even though they put down the deposit. So we'll, we'll see how that ends. Uh, I wish the best for them. Uh, my up is going to be, my first up is Eden Hazard. says he's having a hard time trying to not go into his pantry. And uh, I, you know, I, I, know what feels like. I know what that feels like. You're stuck at home these days. And my last up is going to be shout out to Song of Tottenham Hotspurs. This is probably the only time I will give praise to Tottenham. But uh, he recently enlisted to fulfill his military service with uh, South Korea. As you know, during the World Cup, they did not win. So uh, he has to fulfill his service. And I just thought it was an audible thing to doing, uh, considering the times where he could, you know, easily contract COVID nineteen, uh, and he chose to go do that. So uh, that's honorable of that man. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. Cool. Um, yeah. Also, shout out to um, uh, Brian Hove and Albion uh, for uh, basically extending uh, their stadium out to uh, uh, testing out up in uh, England. I'm surprised a lot more teams haven't. Um, haven't thought about that, whether it be here or abroad, but yeah, shout out to them to the, uh, for that. But, uh, but yeah, of course, uh, you know, let us know what you guys think on, on each show, whether it's on Spotify, Anchor, iTunes. Leave your reviews, leave your comments, let us know what's good. Of course, now that we're on YouTube, make sure that you uh, hit us up on there. You guys can see our bright and shiny faces and all that shit. But like uh, and subscribe. And, and do all the things. Yes. All the things. All the things. All the things. Thumbs up and subscribe. <laughs> but um, but yes, uh, yeah, hit us up on on the social FTC UCD. I like that. I, I I work with that one. I work with that one. But yes, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok. We're kind of on there, but kind of not. You know, we're we're working it out. But um. <laughs> 75% of the time the video's on there, man. <laughs> uh, of course, you know, keep keep supporting us with the with the uh, with the coach of United Jersey, our uh, clubhouse athletic again, uh, available now for pre-order. So make sure that you get us get us for that. But uh, but yeah, man, you know, as always, you know, stay safe in these streets, uh, stay smart in these streets. You know, no matter, no matter what the caucus is saying, you know, take care of you and, and the people that you love. But um.